0: Hello friends and welcome to Swimming and Singing, the podcast for Spoonies and the people who love them. I'm Sarah Nelson, a yoga therapist in Portland, Oregon, and today I'll be talking to Melissa Reynolds, a yoga and meditation teacher who specializes in working with folks with fibromyalgia. I was so excited to speak with Melissa because she has the lived experience of fibromyalgia and has experienced firsthand the benefits that yoga can provide. I'm excited for you to hear about the free resources Melissa has on her website, her journey with yoga and fibromyalgia, and to hear about her most recent book. Just a reminder, this podcast is for inspiration and information and does not replace medical care or advice. I am not a licensed healthcare professional or mental health therapist. Not all practices discussed on this podcast will be suitable or accessible to everybody, but I hope that you find something that resonates and can bring a bit more ease and joy into your life. Let's get to it. Melissa is a mama to four boys, a wife to one, an author of three books, the creator of the Melissa versus Fibromyalgia website, and a yoga and meditation teacher. Melissa lives and works in New Zealand, but thanks to the internet, you can connect with her from anywhere. Hello, Melissa, and welcome to Singing and Swimming. I am so excited to finally get to talk to you. When I started dreaming up my online therapeutic yoga membership, I Googled around to see what was already out there. And the main result I found was your website. And your website is a wealth of information, and I'll link to it in the show notes. And I hope that people will go and check out the amazing free resources you have on there. Um, but I'd love to start our chat today with a bit of background on you, how you discovered yoga, and how you came to specialize in working with folks with fibromyalgia.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Um, it's very exciting. It's, it all came across many years. So I have had symptoms for a very long time, and I have always been active. But as my symptoms became worse, my activities had to adjust, Uh, and I don't quite know how the idea came about, but I decided that I would ask a yoga instructor to come and give me a session to help me um, tailor a specific yoga session to myself. Uh, So this was maybe eight years, seven or eight years ago now, and I had... Um, this teacher come and she helped me adapt some salutations to my body. So she gave me uh, a routine I could do on the days I was feeling better and a routine I could do on the days I needed to pull back. And so it never really crossed my mind that yoga was a specific thing or that it couldn't be adapted which I realize is not everybody's journey now, uh, which is a shame. But um, so I had my own practice, and as I was um, sharing on my blog, I was saying more and more, I think you should try yoga. I think this is something to try. And I kept recommending it over the years, yoga, meditation, and I'd come back to it, but I never had appropriate resources to share. So I had to just say, go try some yoga and then leave them to it, knowing that... They'd probably face what I faced, right? You go into a class on YouTube and it's for when you're in pain or for beginners. And it like was out of my league. Like There was so much I couldn't do or I'd feel terrible afterwards. It just wasn't a good thing. Um, and then I learned that you could um, do teacher training online. And I was like, whoa, that would be cool because the traditional yoga teacher training model is completely out of reach to me. Even now, there is no way I could go and do eight hour days all in a row of all of that physical stuff. And I would never remember what I needed to remember. Like it was just not a good way for me to learn. So I did my 200 hour teacher training and I did it all with fibromyalgia in mind. So every single pose I learned I workshopped it for my body and I played with the spectrum from kind of the least expression to the most expression and thought the whole way through of why we did this pose and what we were hoping to achieve. Uh, And so I came out of my 200 hour teacher training with significant experience um, just from my own extra research Uh, and then straight after training. That's when I created uh, my first program, Foundations of uh, Yoga for Chronic Pain and Fatigue. And that is still a program I run to this day. Uh, and it's um, that was my dream. And um, now it's my dream to keep telling people about it. <laughs> Thank you
0: for sharing. Um, I love that. I love that you came to it through such a, a an unusual way. Actually, I say unusual, but I feel like that's probably the traditional way people came to it, um, to yoga in India. And um, that's so great that that was your experience of it. Thank you for sharing. Um, So you've written a few books. They're on your website. And I've just finished reading your newest book, Fibromyalgia Won't Win. And it's fantastic. And so for me, as a person who doesn't have fibromyalgia, it was such a good tool to better understand what my friends and clients who do have fibromyalgia might be experiencing. And I would imagine for a person who does have fibromyalgia, the the book would seem like a lifeline. It's a combination of easy-to-understand education as well as just a toolbox full of ideas and suggestions, based on your own experience, to help alleviate some of the symptoms that go along with fibromyalgia. So, I just want to say congratulations on your book. It's it's an incredible book. Thank it you. also, yeah, there's a ton of research um, studies that you uh, link to as well. So. It is a, it's a great book, and I highly recommend it. And I noticed that both the title of your book and the title of your website have fibromyalgia in the titles, and I understand that is your lived experience. But I'm just wondering, do you think the book and the resources on your website are applicable to folks with other sorts of chronic illnesses as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I, fibromyalgia is a shorthand, right? And it, and it kind of gives the idea that you have chronic pain and chronic fatigue, which I think is a unique blend, especially if you're talking about um, yoga, for example, you can't just worry about the chronic pain, you have to worry about the chronic fatigue and vice versa. So that's just the title that I have, as you say, but anyone with chronic pain and or chronic fatigue uh, can benefit from the tools. Like there's very little uh, in my work or that I do that is incredibly specific to fibromyalgia. I mean, I don't even take any medicines that are technically for fibromyalgia. Um, And all I'm advocating for is self-care, right? We're talking most of it is normal self-care that you have to amplify. And um, it all just is applicable across the board. One of my earliest readers of my first book, Melissa versus Fibromyalgia, <clears throat> my first general book, uh, he had MS and he said he found about 75% of the book applicable to him. Oh, yeah, yes. so I, I think can... it is applicable. Um, And my subtitle always says chronic pain and fatigue uh, to try and make that clear. Uh, But yes, as you say, Fibromyalgia is my lived experience.
0: Yeah. Thank you. So I love how you talk about the benefits of meditation in your book and also make the act of meditating simple and accessible. I think we all have this idea of what meditating is supposed to look like and Um, it's not necessarily comfortable. And can you talk a little bit more about the benefits that you've received from meditation as well as your favorite way to meditate, which doesn't sound like it's sitting sitting up straight on the floor.
1: (laughs) So meditation is like every other tool. I'll adapt it as I need to make it work for me and I guess the, that's the thing with every yoga tool and every other tool there is right how can it work for me what is it that I want to get out of it um, and meditation is one of those things where meditation in itself is great but what I want from it is rest uh, and the meditation tool that gives the best rest is yoga nidra um, so that's a guided meditation which we do lying down generally. Uh, And I always encourage people to do it with their heat pack or whatever makes them comfortable. Sometimes we do it in a restorative yoga pose to kind of really get those benefits going. Uh, But for me, it was rest. So I found it by accident when my first son was very small. So not only was I sleep deprived from him and I had insomnia, could not nap, so even when someone could look after him for me in the day, I had no way of getting any rest back. And one day I found um, a yoga nidra guide to meditation on YouTube. I still don't know why I chose that one over any other one, but I tried it and it was the first time my body experienced profound ease. A body with fibromyalgia is loud. There are a lot of sensations, especially back then when I was worse. Um, There's a lot of pain, a lot of sensations, a lot of difficulty managing everything. And so that complete rest was phenomenal. It really helped. And I started doing it regularly. And what I noticed was besides profound rest in the minute, which helped me cope that day, I started to notice cumulative effects and it started to become easier to relax. Uh, so I realized now what I was doing was training my nervous system to relax, which I had never known how to do before. Uh, so yoga nidra is my main tool. Uh, it is um, an important part of um, pacing. So when you're managing um, less energy, you need to manage your energy well. And part of that is taking a good rest. Um, So for a long time, I would rest, but it wasn't proper, good, deep rest. Uh, So that's my main tool that I encourage everybody to do. Everyone in the whole world. Like there is no one who cannot benefit from yoga nidra. And there is no um, mobility that comes into play, right? If you can rest somewhere in some way, you can do yoga nidra. Uh, So I recommend any student I start working with, to start practicing yoga nidra uh, especially if physical movement is um, overwhelming for them right now um, or just alongside anything else I'm doing because it's it's that important I feel (laughs) Um, and I've done a lot of research into it but I try not to go into the theoretical too much because I'd rather people use their precious energy to experience it
0: oh I love that that's so well put I I cannot agree more, um, with the benefits of yoga nidra as well as, yeah, that we all, we could all practice it more. We could all practice it every day. I had a practice maybe last year where I just did it every afternoon and yes, sometimes I fell asleep and sometimes I didn't, but it just like, it is, it is different than spending 20 minutes scrolling through your phone or watching a show, um, I, I think people don't always get that just like laying down and looking at your phone is not, it's not the same. It's not um, true so rest. Yeah, exactly. I want to switch gears a little bit and ask you about comparison and chronic illness. So I want my podcast to be a source of inspiration for folks with chronic illness but one of my biggest fears is that someone would see it as a way to compare themselves with someone who has a similar condition and may seem to be doing more than they are capable of doing. And you have so much going on and obviously you have great coping and pacing tools, but I just wondered if you had any thoughts around comparison and how to how to avoid that
1: trap. That's always going to be hard, right? Um, Every person compares. And if you have chronic illness, it's just amplified. But I try to be really open and honest about where I am on my journey. And I try to be, on the one hand, I try to be very clear that I'm not peddling any magnificent like treatment or cure. And I think sometimes maybe because I'm so focused on that, I forget to explain how far I've come but um, you can't compare anything. Like the situation I'm in in my health right now is so different to what I was eight years ago, right? So it depends on your pain and fatigue levels. Uh, And I don't believe in sacrificing your quality of life for your functionality. Um, So you really have to be guided by what your energy levels are. But right now, you yeah, people think, oh, she's got four children and a blog and a job and she writes books. Well, I don't do it all at the exact same time. Uh, my job is 12 hours a week. Um, so it's not a full-time job. Uh, I do sometimes do more hours, but it's not full-time. Uh, and my blog is all scheduled ahead. Um, and sometimes things have to fall by the wayside. There are a lot of tasks I need to do on my blog that are not getting done right now because I don't have the energy to spare. Uh, and you, there's a lot of things you have to just prioritize, right? And, um, so whatever it looks like I'm doing, uh, you have to know that it's, It's not always the full picture, especially online. I try to be really honest and share honest updates on Instagram. But of course, I I like to be optimistic and hopeful as well. So I'm not going to go on and be like negative or anything. Um, So it is really hard. So you can't look at the sum or the end of something. You know, I might have created this book, but I didn't create it all at once. Um, It's been a slow journey for a long time. Uh, But that comparison is really hard and it happens with yoga as well. And that's one thing I really strive to bust as a myth, that idea that what you are aiming for is a specific expression of a pose or a specific number of minutes of practice. The outcome of yoga should be the betterment of your quality of life, whatever that looks like. Um, And for a lot of people, there's actually a sense of loss there as well. I have a student who gets really frustrated because she used to be able to do, you know, what people think of as yoga, you know, with those big physical poses and and longer classes. And now we're really coming back to seated in bed yoga. Um, And that's hard. That's like an internal personal work to do. Um, but I hope by creating my resources and showing um, that you can do it in your bed, that you can do it for five minutes helps alleviate that a little bit. Yeah. That's a good
0: reminder that um, we're not always comparing ourselves with another person. Sometimes we're comparing ourselves with, you know, who we used to be and what we used to be able to do. Um, and I loved, you mentioned both of these things. I love that they came across in your book that, you know, your, your two kind of pet peeves with the yoga industry. One that like, it's going to cure everything. Like that, that standalone, like yoga will, will cure your fill in the blank. Um, and then also that yoga is this certain thing that you have to be able to do these things with your body for this amount of time. Um, Mm -hmm. very much, very much relate with, with those. Um, so Just to wrap up, as I mentioned earlier, there are a ton, a ton of free resources on your website. Like it's just someone could just spend a lot of great time going through looking at the different options and opportunities there. But you also have a free, you also have a couple of free mini courses on your website. And I would love to hear a little bit more about the mini courses.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, one of them is you versus fibromyalgia, and I created that as a companion to the Melissa versus fibromyalgia book. Uh, So I was thinking about, you know, if someone read the book, what would they do next? And so I wanted to make it practical. Uh, So the you versus fibromyalgia takes you through um, six short lessons with some guidance on how to enact um, those lessons, Uh, and there's some free printables as well to help. Um, along that journey, so that's one of my free um, offerings, <clears throat> and the other one is my four favorite yoga tools that people can try in ten minutes. Uh, I call it um, a challenge, but it, it, that can be sound a bit scary. But it's it's four 10 minute um, classes where you can see the options that yoga offers us, and you can see. <clears throat> what it can offer you and just experience it because I think people can get really put off. As you say, they have this idea of what yoga might be or they're really put off because they have heard people claiming it will like make a massive difference or cure them. And so for whatever reason, people might not want to try it. But these are 10-minute classes uh, and they're free and they're all the different like variations. So there's the stretching, the breathing, restorative yoga and the yoga nidra. Um, and so I'm so keen for people to try these that I have made that free uh, because if you do nothing else I would love that um, someone try these um, specifically the yoga nidra one Uh, so yeah those are my two free mini courses
0: awesome thank you that's so that's so wonderful again I will link to those in the show notes and and hopefully we'll have some people try those out um thank you so much for spending some time with me today and um and chatting i love to chat about yoga and how it can help and hear about people's journeys so i really appreciate you taking time out obviously you're a very busy person so thank Thank you
1: you so much for having me (laughs) i love talking about it too (laughs) thanks melissa
0: Thank you so much for listening to Swimming and Singing. If you're interested in working with me or joining my online therapeutic yoga membership, head to my website at bit.ly slash yoga therapy for spoonies. And there you'll also find a link to a free yoga in bed three part course. Links and contact information for me and my guests can be found in the show notes. If you like what you've heard, please share rate and review this podcast. If you have thoughts or comments you'd like to share with me, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you until next time. Keep swimming and keep singing.